This is High Dime Anxiety Podcast. Welcome to the space devoted to speaking your mind about the times, from what's relevant in the now and way back when. Join me with guests to expect a frequency like no other. Are you ready? Because I am. It's Jada Diamond. What is up, Jada Gang? It's your girl, Jada Diamonds, here, back with another video. And today, we're going to be doing a January reading wrap-up. You guys, I'm so excited. Aren't y'all excited, too? Um, really quick, if this is your first time seeing one of my videos or knowing of my existence, my name is Diamond, and I go by Jada Diamonds on the internet. I do commentary videos. I do um, reviews. I do reactions, possibly. I do story times. And today, guess what? We're going to be doing a January reading wrap-up because your girl reads. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. She reads. So we're going to be doing a January wrap up video. All right. So without further ado, let's just get straight into it. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never, I've never done one of these videos before. Um, so we just about to go into it and we just about to talk about all the books that I read in January. Okay. Let me get the first one. I got my trusty dusty little brown bag here. All right. So we have the first book on our list. And so we have Sally Rooney's Beautiful World, Where Are You? All right, so I just wanna talk about this book for a second, of course. Um, this book is fiction. This book came out, uh, I think September 3rd or something like that, 2021. I did get this book when it first came out. I did DNF this book, but it's not because I did not like it. I think I just was reading it when I was going through a lot at the time. And so I got consumed with my life and I started, I put this book on the back burner. So I decided to pick this book up and um, reread it. So I was probably like halfway through when I first read it. And I was like, nope, we're going to just do it and we're going to start fresh. We're going to read this book in January. It's going to be my first book because one of my resolutions is to read a book a week. If I can get more than one book a weekend, I'll do that. But we're going to focus on one book a week until the end of the year. And let me tell you something about this book. I have not read Normal People. I watched the series Normal People, and I became a fan of Sally immediately after watching that. I stumbled across Normal People one day. I was up during summer break, during quarantine, and I was like, you know what? I never watched Hulu. Let's go on Hulu. I saw them, like, really promoting Normal People, and I was like, let's give this show a try, and I immediately fell in love with the characters. I fell in love with the writing. I fell in love with the emotion. And I was like, you know, I have to learn more about this woman, Sally, who is my age. And she's also Pisces like myself. And I just have to say, for this to be my first, even though I did not read Normal People, I did watch the series. I kind of knew what I was getting into. And for this to be my first novel, novel by her, I really enjoyed it. So, let me calm down. So this book um, follows two best friends named Eileen and Alice. And so they do live separately. Eileen lives in, um, I think, Dublin. No, she lives it's somewhere. She lives in Ireland somewhere. And um, I mean, Alice lives in, I, I forgot where they live. Okay. But they are from Ireland. It's set in Ireland because Sally Rooney is Irish. And um, 
It's beautiful. Basically, like beautiful world, where are you? It details their relationship and how they communicate and they communicate via email. And um, some of the themes that are present in this uh, novel are um, Christianity or no, we'll say religion, atheism, um, bisexualness, um, the dynamic of friendships and how friends would like to, like and how friends actually view each other and how they communicate even when they're upset um, and also love and it also tackles one of the subjects of relationship and how relationship kind of makes the world go around uh, whether it be platonic relationship or romantic relationship the only thing that we can kind of go back to all the time with so many serious things going on is love and friendship and like why do we or why are we so obsessed with people and so it just follows the life of people and in my, in my personal opinion um, a very real idea of how things are going so let's talk about Alice for a second. Alice is a well-to-do author. Well, first of all, Alice and Eileen met in college, and they became best friends because they were roommates in college. And Alice is an author, a well-known author. And then the book basically starts out with Alice meeting this guy named Felix on Tinder, and they're on a date, and they actually cannot stand each other. It's not an enemies to lover. It's not a romance. It's not a romance. It just follows the fickleness of learning learning people and learning a man and learning a woman and like the woes of dating and things of that nature and so they they basically start um hanging out but not quite start dating and then spontaneously Alice asks Felix to go on a trip with her to Rome now before this trip that she asks him to go on he he actually invites her to an, a house party and he did not know she was an author, a well-known author to be exact. And boom, out of nowhere, she he asks her what one of the friends asks Alice, like, hey, what do you do for a living? I think that's such a pretentious question to ask. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I hate when people ask you, hey, what do you do? I fucking hate that question. Just let me offer up my information. But anyway, one of the friends asks Alice, what do you do for a living? And so before she can answer, Felix says she supposedly... She's supposedly an author. He does not believe her. Um, and so they ask her first and last name. They Google her, and boom, she has her own Wikipedia page. And it's just really, really embarrassing for Alice because it's like, he was like, you never told me you were famous. And it was like, you never asked. You already didn't take me seriously when I told you that I was an author. So why would I go further or delve further into my works, my pieces, my awards and things of that nature if you already are skeptical of me being an author, you know, because, well, a woman can't possibly be a famous, well-known author and get paid from it. And then so it follows their relationship and the dynamic between them. Also trailing Eileen, who is definitely reeling off of um, losing her best friend, not losing her, like, you know, but her best friend no longer Ooh. her best friend no longer lives in the same city as her and so she's like I miss my friend I miss my friend we're, we're communicating via email and so it follows Eileen and like her idea of kind of she kind of has this attitude this like nonchalant attitude towards what she really wants to do in life because I think that she is afraid naturally she is an author as well she likes to write but she does not she works for like some small publishing house you know and she doesn't make a lot of money and she just lives a very regular boring nothing to see here life and she is also in love with um this guy who is five years older than her 
um, that was a next door neighbor when she was younger. And so it just talks about that dynamic and how those things work. His name is Simon, by the way. So the story uh, trails Alice, Eileen, Felix, and Simon, and just those intertwining relationships and how you keep communication open with your friends and, and the complexities of life and kind of sort of how in your everyday life and how we function, there's really not a lot going on. So it's not a novel where it's just so exciting to open up and read. It's more of a novel of a character study on friendship, on dating, and just keeping this shit together. And I also love that they're all about my age, which is 29 years old. And it just follows, just it just hits on so many things. Um, they're The thing that I love about Sally Rooney is that she does not use quotation marks to distinguish between who's talking in her novels and I love that because it kind of reminds me of the sort of stream of consciousness and so that's the type of writer that I am um I definitely talk in the stream of conscious I write in the stream of conscious I just I understood every passage I understood who was speaking when it didn't bother me like literally at all and so I also love that she uh, specifically discusses um, like one of the emails that Eileen and Alice were exchanging. It was about sexuality and how men perceive you versus how you perceive yourself sort of kind of or like am I odd or weird for not being as sexual as I want to be? What are your ideas on sexuality and things of that nature? Like what like like romanticism and things of that nature and how power there's power in sexual or being sexualized but not in the way in which a man views you I love that and so um Alice sent Eileen or or like this author Andrea Andrea Lord is either Andre Lord or Andrea Lorde or Andre Lorde something like that but this is a lesbian female author and she had this passage on sexualism I'm gonna have to put it right here because I actually forgot the name but I stopped reading and then I found that article or essay rather and I read it and it really stuck with me to the point where I actually sent it to my partner and I was like read this you know I think this is really really cool and we kind of had a little discussion about it and yeah so I love that I love 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 love, love that and I think I went a little bit far farther than I wanted to go but yeah this is an amazing book um I think it's good for 20 somethings to read and kind of get into and just like kind of understand her mindset and how like she gets it right so that was good that was awesome that was a deep book so then I decided to go for something more light-hearted and romantic and I decided to read um Emily Henry's book, um, People We Meet on Vacation. Okay, so look, here it is. I read People We Meet on Vacation. I also listened to the audio book, which is by Julia, which was read by Julia Walsh, and I loved it. I really, really did. And let me tell you something. Emily Henry gets it. She gets it. So normally, I actually am not a big romance fan. I don't like romantic books. I don't like romance books, yada, yada. I just think that they are just so ugh, yucky, right? When I think of romance, I think of Zane books and all of that freaking porn. Ugh, I'm like, it's just going to be very mushy, blah, blah. No, this was not that at all. So in People We Meet on Vacation, it follows the two main characters, Alex and Poppy, who actually met in college as well. And they're very much polar opposites. Alice... I mean, Alice. Um, Poppy is very much kind of like me, outgoing, spontaneous, like talkative and very fun loving. And Alex is extremely type A. He drives slow. Um, he knows exactly what he wants in life. Um, he's very much 
academic and he's very quiet and reserved okay and then they meet each other they ride home together one time and then they get close from there and they decide to and they go on a vacation one summer uh during college and they become best friends and they decide to make this an annual thing we're going to go our thing that we're going to do together is go on a vacation every summer and that's just what it is going on a vacation every summer and they're just best friends and so something ends up happening between two of them um and they become like very very distant and no longer best friends so the story begins with poppy basically trying to figure out like how am i going to get me and alex back on one accord just i just miss my friend i have so many things going on in his life i just miss my friend I need to figure out something so that we can get back close again. And so that's the story. And so they end up meeting up for one last vacation, you know, to get this shit right. And so many things happen along the way and then nothing goes right. And yeah, that's what this story is. And so what I really liked about this story is how Emily Henry uh, portrayed Poppy. And she's also my age, 29, going on 30 years old. And the poppy is and i just love how she talked i love the conversations that she was having all of the panic attacks the anxiety the unsureness one thing that i really really resonate one thing that really resonated with me and made me closer to poppy as a character and made me continue wanting to read is the fact that she had this anxiety around going back to her hometown because she was treated so terribly at at school and so i feel that 1000% i usually i used to always say why does Instagram really want me to follow these people whom I knew back when I was in high school? I don't want to see them. I don't want to look at them. I don't want to know them. I'm a completely different person now. And she had that anxiety as well. But actually, the funny thing is, um, Alex works at the exact high school that they went to. So at some point, she's going to have to turn around and face her fears to even be able to go and talk to Alex because he works at the school in their hometown that, you know, Poppy doesn't want to visit. So this uh, is a friends to lovers book. It's really good. It's really awesome. It's not predictable at all. And I think that if you give it a try, you'll really, really love it. So I did not rate Sally Rooney's Beautiful World. Where are you? For me, it's a five star, hands down. I'm not up to like debate. For this one, it's also a five star. Okay, moving on. The next book that I read, as y'all can see, so. People We Meet on Vacations was purchased in January, but I've been had Sally Rooney's book as soon as it came out. But another book that I clearly got off of BookTube is The Song of Achilles. Okay. One thing about me, your girl is academic, okay? Your girl is deep. Um, she loves anything analytical. I really love things that make me think. I really love hard text to get through. And I definitely thought that the Song of Achilles was going to be like that because of the Iliad. And you can know the story. Um, it's basically, excuse me. It's basically a retelling of the Iliad, the story of the, in the Iliad of Achilles and Patroclus, his best friend. So it's a romanticized retelling. Um... And it's very, oh God, the Song of Achilles is so gay, but you don't even have to look at it from a gay lens. Like it is a love story, but it's actually historical fiction, okay? Because, you know, it's from the Iliad. So, but it's a historical fiction romance, okay? 
bromance um but it's such a gay tale but it's so beautiful it's beautifully written um the way it, it really it should be called in my personal opinion also and i do know that um what's his name elias said this first but i believed it also after i read it that it should have been called the song of patroclus because patroclus carried this book Patro it's, it's completely told from the viewpoint of patroclus and i actually didn't understand that at first and i had to start it over because i'm like wait a minute this is supposed to be the song of, of achilles like who is this talking and so it's a it's patroclus talking the entire time and so it's written very um romantically it's written very lyrically because it's like a song and it's just awesome like this story i did not cry at the end because i already who doesn't know the story patroclus pass, passes away first he dies first and then achilles of course dies last because he gets hit in his tenant at the lower part of his ankle um that's the part that he did not get dipped in by his mother thetis or thetis who is such a bitch in this novel, by the way. Okay, so it follows the story of Patroclus and how he was kind of banished and disowned um, in his kingdom by his father because he accidentally murdered a boy. And in, in the whole little realm of the Greek mythology, Roman mythology type of thing, you do not kill men. You don't kill men because they're the heir to their family. It's just like forbidden. And so he killed this boy on accident and he was in, it was in self-defense and so his father disowned him and had to send him off to another kingdom as like a uh, not quite a servant boy but it's just like it's like an orphanage type of situation but the home it was he was sent to the home of Achilles and so Achilles father Peleus or something like that Peleus um had a really really good heart and he he didn't treat the boys that had to come to him very bad or poorly they were very they were treated very well and so um Patroclus and Achilles became best friends for some reason Achilles really took a liking to Patroclus over the other boys and then they get close and they become close ever since and so they don't start this whole little romance situation until they go off to um learn medicine with Chiron who is a minotaur that's half a minotaur half man half horse and so it goes from there and then they decide to go ahead and take the leap and boom yeah they become together and then then out of nowhere they're summoned back to the kingdom where his father resides of course to hear that Helena of Troy has been taken and now we got to go off to war um uh, Agamemnon wants to rally all of the soldiers and all the uh, surrounding kingdoms, build up this great big army and go and take Troy. Now this ends up being a 10 to 15 year war and it's wild, it's crazy. The stories are amazing. Thetis, his mom goes through great lengths so that he does not um, die. My camera's about to die. Give me a second. In this war, he would not be remembered for anything. For like a great warrior, they call it, um, what do they call him? It's like, it's this little word. I have a few tabs in this book. Um, something is something is, which is like the best of the Greeks. Um, I forgot what they called it in the book because I did not tab it because I'm gonna tell you something. I read this book and I listened to the audio book. It was amazing. The audio book is so great. I love the man's... Um, the man who narrates the audiobooks has a beautiful voice. But yeah, all in all, though, I liked it, but it wasn't like the most amazing thing ever. I don't really understand why it's so, so much hype, but it is good. So I give it a 3.5 star. Now, moving on. Uh, last book. Who I saved this book for last. 
I saved this book for last for numerous reasons. Um, all right. The last book on the list is My Sister, the Serial Killer by Oyinka Braithwaite. Beautiful cover. Amazing. Look at that. This is going to be stand out when I get my bookshelves up. This is going to be showing because this cover is gorgeous. <sighs> okay. Oyinka is Nigerian. So, yeah, black authors are read over here. Now, Oyinka, my sister, the serial killer. All right, so my sister, the serial killer, uh, follows um, two sisters. We have Korede and Oy Oy it's Ayula or Oyule. Oyule or Ayula, and they are Nigerian girls, sisters from Lagos. And it is what it says it is. It, it doesn't hide anything from you. Um, Ayula is a serial killer. And yeah, it follows just so many things are also present in this book that are, in my opinion, very, very prevalent today. And it follows like kinship and, and family um, dynamics and like the idea of you not being one of the important siblings, right? So what I mean by that, Coretta is very much described as plain, not very attractive. Ayula, by the way, is the most gorgeous woman you will ever lay eyes on. She is short. She has beautiful long dreadlocks. She has very nice creamy um, skin. She is described as light-skinned and has a busty, very much voluptuous Instagram model body. That is actually hinted at in the book. So this is def definitely um, written in today's language. Snapchat is mentioned, Instagram is mentioned, things of that nature are mentioned in this book. FaceTiming, so yeah, she, sis was on, she was on time. She was on 2021 time, but I think this came out in 2019. And so it follows things like, um, you know, when is it okay to get back on social media after your boyfriend dies? You know, shit like that. And so now what I think is this is a good book, but I'm not really impressed by the book. I really did not like the writing. Um, I like the idea of or let me just talk about the book. OK, so Corede is the older sister of Ayula and she looks after her sister. Like, whatever older sister's supposed to do, Corede does. Now, the thing is, her sister starts killing killing men out of quote-unquote self-defense. And so, Corede comes in and helps her sister clean up the mess. She does not tell on her sister. They don't call the police or anything like that. Her sister just kills these men. Corede comes and she tells her, look, it was in, I was acting in self-defense. They were trying to kill me. What are we going to do? And so they clean up the body and whatever. They do whatever they need to do because Coretta is also a nurse. So she knows all of the actual products that you need to like make it like a murder never happened. Cleaning up a crime scene. Now, the only problem is after the murder, the third murder of Femi, this is when Coretta starts having all these questions. And she's just like, this cannot be happening. Every man is all, is is is. Every man is self-defense. You're killing these men. All these men want to kill you. Like, are you, girl, are you serious? You know? So something, she's like, something is not up with my sister. But she keeps on trying to find a motive as to, or, or just trying to see, like, what is my sister thinking? Like, what goes on in that brain of hers? Like, what is going on here? Why do men start wanting to kill my sister? And then what ends up happening is Ayula comes to Karede's job one day. And before Karede could get Ayula out, um... Uh, what is it? 
Tade, Tade sees her and he is just like taken aback by her and he's like instantly love at first sight. And that's something that Karede didn't want because Karede is actually in love with Tade. And so it's like on top of all of that, I actually would be okay if you didn't, if you like my sister, but she kills men basically. So it's like, oh my gosh, it's inevitable. She's going to kill you. And so the whole story just back and forth on some like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen between them? Does she love him? Does he love her? Is she going to try to kill him like she kills all the other men? And so you guys are going to have to figure that out. Now, I did not like, so what I, and also this book jumps back and forth. It tells stories of how they were as kids and then goes back to present day and then talks about their father. And so in the book, I think it... It, it does not give you a real reason as to why Ayula does the things that she does. But you definitely are going to figure out that she is a murderer and these men are not doing anything to harm her. Um, but the motive is not quite there. But they do talk about the father dynamic, how the father and the mother were. And he, their father was definitely abusive. And he was definitely a, a philanthropist, I mean, philanderer. And he did not treat their mother with respect or anything of that nature. Um, and so when he passed away is when Ayula started killing and she killed her first person. I think when she was 16, if I'm not mistaken. And so she just starts doing it ever since. And yeah, a little bit more character development could, could have worked for me. Um, I needed a little bit more builds cause it, it is very much a short book. This book is 221, mm, 220. 223 pages so that's why you're not getting like a lot of the build up and learning about Karede as a person for real and Ayula and their mother and their father and these men that Ayula's killing I would I need a little bit more of that just as somebody who likes information I would have liked that and yeah I think that would have been it but I think this was her first book I'm not one to talk I'm not a published author but I have written something and I think probably the same things could go for me so I could take what I know that I need to do in my personal writing with how I feel about this book and take it into consideration and go back and look at some of the things that I've written in the past and before I send it off to try to get some type of publishing so yeah but all in all, I do give this like a four out of five stars because it's a great effort it's a good tale um yeah, it's an easy read. It's a quick read. I honestly didn't read it as fast as I wanted to because I do work all day, Monday through Friday. And so, yeah, I'd be tired. But I could read this in like three hours. You could read this in three hours on a good day, on a good sit. Um, it's a page turner. The writing is light. But like I said, just a little bit more detail next time would have been or would be great. So I will be purchasing another one of uh, Ayinka Braithwaite's um, books. And so, yeah, for out of five stars so that is it for the books that i read in january now let's go ahead and talk about the books that i plan to read or you know what i'm going to do a separate video on the books that i'm going to read my tbr for february we're going to stop it right here we're going to end it right here so i go i hope you guys enjoyed this video okay like i said i'm doing whatever i want to do on this channel because it all is just I just like being on camera and so just sharing all the things that I all of the things that I do I think is a great is a great start and so yeah like this video share this video um start reading with me um yeah start reading with me oh yeah all right I'll see you guys in my next upload deuces